Hi everyone, Melissa here. I want to say thank you so much for joining us today. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to prevent gaining all the weight back. I want to do a disclaimer or a cautionary alert that if you have struggled with eating disorders or are currently struggling with an eating disorder, please take what we say very lightly. Um, We are here to give you education, to give you support, to give you all the knowledge you need in order to sustain a healthy fit life. The version of this might look different from person to person and that's okay. I just want to make sure that if by any means this triggers you or makes you feel a certain way, it's okay to log off. But if you finish the episode, I really, really think you're going to find a lot of good stuff from it. Um, I'm going to cite some articles and we're going to talk about the real the realness about losing weight and weight loss in this journey. And I just hope that it helps you more than it triggers you, but I can't say that it won't trigger you. So with that said, thanks for joining us today. If this episode is a great one, please share it with a friend, leave us a review. Now let's dive on into the Get Up and Do podcast. Welcome. I'm Melissa Gardner, a certified personal pre and postnatal trainer with a nutrition specialist certification. I've dedicated my last five and a half years on helping real women lose the weight they want while teaching them how to do it sustainably, and I am so happy you're here today. And this is Ryan Gardner, a personal trainer and certified nutrition specialist dedicated to healthy and sustainable living. It's my goal to bring you the insight and motivation you need to start your day one. Now let's dive on into the Get Up and Do podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Get Up and Do podcast. As always, joining you today, your host, Get Fit with Melissa. Co-host, Ryan Gardner, Real Fit Agent. I guess I should say my name is Melissa Gardner. I want to thank you for being here today and hopefully this episode resonates with you and it brings you a new way to shift your mindset around weight loss. Um, because I just hope more than anything, you guys always take these episodes and you're like, that was really good. And I'm going to take it away and implement this. Like these few things, Melissa or Ryan said, were so inspirational. We're so educational. And I'm going to utilize them in my real life because nothing worse than listening to a podcast mindlessly and not taking anything away, which I've, I have found myself in. So Mm -hmm. I don't want that for you. So today's episode was brought to me, um, by a few things. Um, I've actually been asked this question multiple times. Um, how do you prevent gaining all the weight back? Um, other people have asked me if I feel like this is diet culture, trying to lose weight. What is diet culture? I'm not going to get into that today because I think that's a whole different episode. Um, but basically people think like, what's the point? We're just going to gain the weight back. Um, I've heard people try to claim that our bodies have a clock that our body always reverts back to, like a weight we always revert back to. A weight your body likes the best. Yes, and that's not true. Not true. There has been many, many, many doctors who have debunked this. So please, if you hear that online, not true, not a thing. Um, More than anything, though, is we've been doing this for a really long time. I am on my third round of weight loss, and that's because the first round was after I got diagnosed with PCOS. The second round, so I got diagnosed with PCOS. I gained a shit ton of weight um, because I didn't understand anything, Um, and then I lost the weight by extreme measures, and we'll talk about that. The second round was after I had my baby Beckham, and I, again, gained a shit ton of weight, and then this last time, it's been after Zion. And so with that said, um, I, I really want to go into this into sorry, into this into, in in a way that is more than just my opinion, but things I have read and things that I have come to understand. So when 
you listen to podcasts and maybe you listen to Huberman or you listen to um, Dr. Is it Laney? Lane Norton. Lane Norton. Mm-hmm. Um, Laney, sorry. They always cite really great um, imperial research on like this study correlated with this, this study would correlate with this. And always know that it's like a correlation, not causation. There's only a few things that are ever causation or the law of something. Right. And so with that said, in a lot of their studies and things I've heard and read, when they took groups of people and they measured which one had the longest in um, maintaining their weight, the group that always was able to maintain their weight was the group that found satisfaction in what they were doing, right? The other group that was trying to be very intense, um, very fast, very hard, were the ones that tend to burn out and that would always yo-yo back to their old habits. And in simple words, the way you go about your weight loss matters. And I feel like not enough people hear this. So hear me one more time. The way you go about your weight loss matters. If you go about weight loss in an extreme way, and this can look like a 1200 calorie diet or less. This can look like constantly running um, 24-7, right? Because cardio increases calorie output. Cutting out food groups or macro groups. Exactly. Cutting out things you really love, right? right? For the sake of weight loss. Um, I don't want to call out any diets, but there's certain diets that are very, very restrictive, right? And you're doing it for the purpose of weight loss. Maybe you um, join Orange Theory or F45 because you really want to lose the weight, right? And so that's your intention is this is really hard, so I'm going to lose the weight because I'm going to be expanding a lot of energy because of how hard this is, right? You're going to burn out. I've seen it in clients. I've read it in papers. When we take it in a way that I'm going to do something extreme to get a result that I feel like is going to make me happy, And then all of a sudden, delayed gratification kicks in. You start getting tired. You start feeling lethargic. The likelihood of you staying in that lifestyle is very, very low. And that's the point we tend to miss. We put timelines on ourselves. We say, by this time, I want to be this way. And by this time, I need to be this way. We put this unnecessary pressure. So when the skill logs two pounds up after you just did Orange Theory, you're like, towel in, what the hell am I doing this for, right? Your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's when you get so focused on something or an outcome, you get so focused on just this one thing, it leads to measures that you wouldn't normally take to achieve that said thing. And sometimes you just have to build. You just have to stack blocks on top of each other. I think that's the biggest and most sustainable way to improve your health. And when you improve your health, you will lose weight if you're overweight. So when you improve your health, you're stacking blocks on top of each other. You know, you're you're practicing some discipline. You're saying, okay, I don't need this because I'm not actually hungry. Boom, block, stacked on top. I worked out today when I didn't really feel like it, stacked on top. Even if the workout's not fully intense, which is what you're talking about, but you moved, you did something, you got it done anyway, and that's a block on top, and then maybe tomorrow you feel better, right? Right. And so 
I love what you're saying. It comes down to the foundation of human behavior. When we like something, when we feel a little bit of the challenge and we enjoy defeating the challenge, we're more likely to continue doing said thing. And then we get to a point where the challenge is no longer a challenge. You beat the beast, right? You beat the dragon, whatever it may be. And now your brain all of a sudden needs a new challenge. That's kind of the way fitness and health works. So if you look at weight loss in a way of this is going to be challenging but doable and put it in a way of how can I make this doable, then all of a sudden you're just constantly cutting down these challenges and getting better over time. I would even say that when you're working at creating these new behavioral habits and these new behaviors in general, you have to really shift your mindset instead of being weight loss focused to being just a healthy and fit person focused. Because like Ryan said, you start stacking the blocks and all of a sudden you started paying attention to how carbs made you feel. You started paying attention to how much protein you were having. You started paying attention to how much weight you were lifting, how fast you were running. And then you go and weigh in and you're like, God, I'm down five pounds. Well, yeah, you're paying attention to the outliers. Uh, well, not the outliers, to the things that create a caloric deficit, right? For most people. I mean, this isn't for anyone, for everyone. But for most people, when we start to pay attention to these things, we can start to modify these things. And typically what that will look like is our TDE goes up, our input goes down. We lose the weight without feeling like we're doing something extremely hard and burn out, right? That's like the big key here is if you're constantly doing something that's going to burn you out, the likelihood of achievement is way down. You're not likelihood to sustain that. And that's why some people have come to me as a coach and they say, I tried this, I've tried this, I've tried this. And I'm like, well, yeah, no wonder you're not losing weight. What's the likelihood of you showing up to burn camp three days a week? Well, not, you know, I tend to miss it. I go once a week. Great. That once a week is great, but we need, we need to be able to do a little bit more, right? You got to have something else. Right. And so with that being said, I think the basis of maintaining weight off of you is one, going into it and understand you're no longer who you used to be, right? The person who you are right now has to die. And I think that's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of us because you genuinely love who you are. So it's hard to feel that way. You're not genuinely happy with where who you are has gotten you to. And that's okay. Like anything else, sometimes you tap out at a job. Sometimes you tap out at a friendship, a relationship. Sometimes things meet the end of the season and it's okay that you have to go a separate way, right? When something is no longer bringing you happiness, maybe the habits or behaviors you're doing right now is not bringing you happiness because every single time you get home and you run to McDonald's, you feel like shit. Or maybe every single time you get home and you're tired and you're only 30 and you can't even like bend down to pick up your kid, you're like, I, this cannot be my life. You feel frustrated. You feel irritable. You feel tapped out, right? That tells you it's time for a change. Because here's the thing too is like you got to think of longevity, hard left real quick. If you're not working on yourself now, the likelihood of you working on yourself later is much less, right? You're going to have to get sat down by your doctor and say, hey, you need to change something or else here's your trajectory. And that's always the worst. It's always the worst to have to be forced to do something. Okay, back to what I was talking about. So as you become healthy and fit, you have to have to start creating behaviors of a healthy and fit person. And it doesn't have to be the typical Instagram, TikTok person. It can be what you're healthy and fit. But Melissa, what is healthy and fit? I don't know. What is it to you? What is your goal? 
Are you trying to lose weight? If so, you might need to clean out your house of foods that you tend to binge on or overeat. Because something I've told clients a lot this week is if you know yourself and you're in chapter one of your health and fitness journey, you probably don't have the control you need to keep that box of crumble in your house. If you don't get that box of crumble in your home and put it away or throw it away after having the one piece and you're you're gonna tend to get stressed and what you're gonna do after you get stressed is go binge that box. You're not ready to have that box in your home. I'm sorry, you're not, right? And maybe some dietitians could fight me on that, but I have seen it. I firsthand have seen giving clients the trust, myself, the trust. And guess what? Someone who's been doing this for seven years still struggles. So I'm very, very aware of what I put into my home. I pre-track to make sure we have protein options, right? I'm making sure the carbohydrates I'm having are carbohydrates that make me feel good, that make me feel like I can pair it with a protein, right? So like if it's brown rice or if it's bread, whatever it may be. So with that all being said, at the core of your change, you need to start making shifts of identity. And that's uncomfortable. And it should be, right? You're not You're gonna, not going to feel good. <laughs> no, you're not. You're you're not going to grow though from a place of comfort. You have to start changing who you are. And that's that's uncomfortable. That's hard. You to be honest with yourself. Exactly. But pick your heart, right? And you're like, "Oh, that's so cliché. Let it be." But it's true. You either make 45 minutes for the workout or 45 minutes for the waiting room. It's up to you, but you have to choose the hard and then you have to make the change. It's like someone who says they're trying to quit smoking versus that they don't smoke. I know I've brought this up before, but it's true. It's a part of the identity shift. And as the identity shifts, it's a structure you begin to build. And within this structure that you begin to build, it can be fluid within it. And that's great. I used to always say that when I worked in as a behavior tech, is we create structure for our kids that we work with, but within the structure, we're fluid, yep. right? So maybe the way we deliver the reward is different day to day. It doesn't matter. But here's the overall structure, right? Yeah. And that's what matters is the way you build the structure, the way you build the routine to make most sense to you. So maybe like you and I, babe, we build the structure that we wake up at. Let's, God, I don't wake up at 530. Um, I've been really struggling. But our structure is we wake up before the kids, that's our structure, right? 536, whichever one it may be, we wake up. And then our structure is get the clothes on, give each other a hug, get downstairs, get our pre-workout, start reading our book. Now, within it, though, that can look like kid wakes up at 545, 615. Now, we need to be fluid within this and say, okay, kid's up. He's in a bad mood. What, what can we do? I'm going to bring the dumbbells upstairs and he's going to watch the TV while I do my workout right behind him, Right. Sometimes that looks like coming downstairs and letting him watch something up here. It depends, right? But we're fluid. That's the whole point I'm trying to make is you might need to make simple shifts, but the structure remains the same. You want to go to Disneyland? I literally just saw this to a client. Great. Your plane got canceled. Oh, no. You bought tickets to Disneyland. So the way you get there might change, but the destination doesn't. Your weight loss might have pivots, right? Maybe someone dies. Maybe you're going through a stressful season of life and that you're your ability to stay in a caloric deficit is very low. So the way you're getting there might change and it might be delayed and it might be longer, but the destination remains the same. Are you okay? You following yes. me? You're just mm-hmm. like watching me. I'm like, you good? Yeah. Everyone following me? Absolutely. So with that said, in order to really keep the weight off, I think at the core it needs to be that. Yeah. Would well, you agree? I would absolutely agree. And let me even dive in a little bit deeper here because people hear us say, you have to change your identity. 
And to them, that means, okay, I just need to change how I think about myself. And that's no, that's not it. What you have to do is you have to do it so much that it doesn't matter what comes up, it still gets done. It doesn't matter what goes on in your life. This is life. This is part of life. This is how life is from now on. Going forward, this is what I do. This is who I am. And I don't let other factors change that. So, for example, in your identity, are you a person that wakes up and eats breakfast in the morning? Yes? Do you feel about, uh, do you think about, oh, I don't feel like eating breakfast this morning. I don't feel like, um, you know, doing that. No, you don't think about if you feel like it. You just do it because it's what you do. Do I feel like a person who goes to work at 8.30 in the morning. Do I feel like this? It doesn't matter if you feel like it. That's what you're going to do because that's who you are. And so with the gym, it's it doesn't matter. I don't think about if I feel like lifting today because I lift every day. I don't f- think about do I feel like tracking my calories today because I track my calories every day. Right. It's what I do. Yes. It's just what life is. And so until you make that change in your mindset that this is what I do, doesn't matter if I'm at Disneyland, it doesn't matter if my kids have soccer games, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is, it doesn't matter if I'm sick, it doesn't matter if I feel great, it's what gets done, it's what I do. Until you make that dramatic shift in your mindset, it's not going to sustain itself. Nope. Other things are going to come up. You're going to be busy, right? You got to be able to do it busy or it's not going to happen. Right. And c- because like you've said before and what we've said, doesn't you're never not going to be as busy as you are now. It's never going to be a perfect time. You're never going to be as stressed out. There's never going to be no problems. There's always going to be something. Your kid's going to break his arm next week. I don't know. I'm just saying. But do you know what I mean? Like you, people, I hear people say, well, next month will be a better I've got a lot going well, on this I got month. a lot going on. Cool. Sure you do. Adjust it. Shift it moderate it you have to because that's what we do not even personal trainers even before we were personal trainers we had a shift we had to adjust okay so i can't get a 45 minute workout and i can get a 30 let's go like it happened like ryan was saying it may have not been exactly what we planned but we made something happen because that was just part of it's what we do it's like brushing your teeth it's what it's what you do right that has to be another doesn't matter if you feel like it it's what you do exactly because people who end up gaining the weight back are the ones who resent what they're doing. And so that leads me into the next thing that if you're resenting working out or you're resenting doing what you're doing, something needs to shift. Do it a different way. I don't know if exactly. I don't know if you need to shift to do, I don't know, maybe a walk three times a week on an incline. I don't know. And with that said, your goals might need a shift because, you know, if you were just doing Orange Theory three or four days a week, sorry, I keep using them. I'm just like bringing these things up. Um, And maybe you're like losing dramatic amount of weight because of all the calories you're outputting, but you were feeling really dead at the end of the day. Um, Might need to switch to maybe twice a week and then two walks, right? Or maybe if you were strength training, but like you feel tapped out, Maybe you should try Orange Theory. I don't know. Switch. If something is making you not desire it, something's got to switch. Might be your sleep schedule. Might be your supplements. It might be um, how you're handling stress at work. But the key is it switches. It doesn't stop. Yes. When you stop, we were just talking about momentum. Momentum. Yeah, go ahead. Follow through. You gain momentum in one way. In fitness, Momentum doesn't stop. Momentum swings. Momentum shifts. It's a it's 
imagine you're in a race car, okay? And you're racing down the a straightaway track, okay? And you're it's it's fitness, you're going straight towards your goals. And the further you go, the quicker you get going. But then you go on vacation, right? And you start eating whatever you want, right? You start not, not working, working out, out very uh-huh. much. You start just making excuses, giving yourself passes. Your car starts going the other way, right? And then you get momentum going away from your goals because it's hard to stop that race car. It's going very fast. So momentum is going to swing the other direction. Right. And the longer you go that direction, the the harder it's going to be to swing back again. And the longer it's going to take. Right. And a lot of people, you've been going one way your entire life. Yep. And you have to understand it's going to take a lot to slow down that race car. It's going to take a lot to slow that down and and get going the other way. But once you get going the other way, you can't stop. And and to top this is some people do, right? So, like, let's say something dramatic happened. Um, Their dog died. And all of a sudden, for four days, they don't work out. You can always pick it back up. A car can always be gassed back up. A person can always be lit back up. How? It's It's a small thing. One thing that you say you're going to do and you follow through, it can be as easy as after dinner tonight, I'm picking up the dishes. I'm putting away the dishes, right? It can be as small as I told myself I'm going to turn off the TV at 10. I turn it off. Like, it's just that easy. It's a decision. It's a choice. You but it's to... the follow through. The showing yourself when I say something I'm going to, that helps pick the momentum back up. Pick the decisions back up. Swing it back in the right direction. Because sometimes, guess what? You might have to stop for gas, right, as your car is moving. But you stop and you keep going. You keep moving the same directions you were going. You don't just stop and say, well, there goes all my progress. After one day, I'm up three pounds. No, no. You stopped. Great. Get it back going. Pick up that pre-workout. Pick up those greens. Pick up that protein. I don't care. Pick something up and remind yourself, no. The other way leads me to a dead end. This way? leads me to paradise. Choose the way, right? So let's recap a couple of things we've talked about. Identity, when you're switching into being a healthy person, not putting a timeline on things and just becoming said healthy person. The momentum and how important it is to keep the momentum going. I would even say in the first year. And so with that momentum, if something's going to break the momentum, you don't bring it into your house. You don't bring it into your life. Melissa, my, my friends like to do Friday night, girls night out. They like to drink. Okay. Can you control yourself around that? No? Okay. Who's going to keep you accountable there? Are you going to revert right back to your old habits? Very last thing I want to bring up. What Alex you- Hermosi says all the time, when you change your identity, the version of you that somebody else sees dies as well. Yep. And that's really difficult for a lot of people. It's very hard. Because for him, the version of him that his dad wanted had to die. For him to be who he is. For him to be who he is. Exactly. That's his dad. It might be your dad. It might be your mom. It might be your best friends. But what's best for you? Exactly. What do you actually want? At the end of the day, when you do what's best for you, people who actually love you, genuinely love you, are going to be excited for you. At first, it might take them a minute to get adjusted. Yeah. But they're actually going to be really excited because they're watching you grow into someone you really want to be in love. 
and you're going to motivate and influence them to do the same. I actually just had a client where um, she's a strong mom client. Her really good friend messaged me on Instagram. Sorry, quick left and was like, I see what you're doing. She's this other person is radiant. She's confident. She's happy. And like, you guys are incredible. And I messaged that client and I said, I hope you know, like you're influencing the room. And she was like, oh my God, like I didn't even realize it was this powerful. I'm like, so-and-so has messaged me. So-and-so has messaged me like because of you, because you chose to take this on as an identity, you're motivating other people to do it too, right? And and the longevity of it, you're going to die it someday, right? But the likelihood of you dying earlier is less if you start taking care of yourself sooner, right? So recapping what I was saying about the identity. You don't need to drop your calories to 1,200 calories in order to lose weight. A consistent, moderate deficit is great. Melissa, what should my deficit be? On day Depends. one website, you can go and purchase a deficit and we'll figure that out for you if you need the help. If you're like, no, I don't want to do that, that's okay. There's other ways to do a deficit. It might be a little bit harder to sustain it. I would weigh in basically daily just to make sure you can do, you know, follow the fist protein, handful, carbs, all that jazz if that's how you want to go um, for weight loss. So with that said, you don't need to be extreme. You don't need to jump on a diet. You don't need to go do um, orange theory to burn the calories. You don't need to go run a ton of miles, right? You need to do something you can sustain. And that's the biggest keyword I want to put here is it needs to be sustainable. Something that can be switched, something that can be structured, but something that can be changed as needed, right? Because we went into a season of running a shit ton during the marathon train and now we've shifted. And now I run intervals and I run about five, maybe six miles once a week. And that's enough for me, right? And I shifted. That's important too. Sustainable because I enjoy it, but also the ability can change, right? So in order to keep the weight loss that you've created, it needs to be sustainable. It needs to be accountable. It needs to be something that is just part of you, right? What would you add? That's it. It's got to be. It needs to, you need, the way you approach it needs to matter, right? It needs to be a way of, instead of being scale focused. And I mean, I always say, if you have a bad relationship with a scale, weigh in every day, just because I think it's cool to repair that relationship. That when you weigh in and you're like, oh, I'm up three pounds. What did I have last night? Well, I had two drinks. Great. I'm not going to have drink- two drinks tonight. Let me see what the scale does. Oh, now I'm back down two. Okay. You can kind of like correlate and theorize. Maybe that's just my PT brain. But when you get to really understand like scale goes up, scale goes down. It's just what it does day to day. The less it affects you when it's up, the less it affects you when it's down. It's and like, you have to practice getting through those bad mindsets. The inner it's, monologue. It's practice. It's repetition. Yeah. It's changing your behavior. It's changing your habits. And if you have a bad habit or a bad behavior you tend to do, it's recognizing you have that and trying to find a shift. And that can just look like if you get off work and you go straight to the pantry, you end up going straight to your room instead. You get off work, you go straight to your room. You go on a walk, not straight to the pantry. You'll break that behavior chain, which is what is needed in order to create new habits. Also make it easy on you, right? If you tend to be the person who's super busy, have your food ready to go. Have your clothes laid out. Have your water bottle in your car. Have snacks at your desk. Whatever it may be, make it easy on you to be a healthy and fit person because the harder the behavior it is to create that new behavior, the less likely you're going to do it, right? Unless you have a coach, aka me or Ryan, on your ass. Other than that, though, it's still as simple as, hey, you tend to binge eat, so I need you to put snacks in your bag. 
because you say you work from nine to six then at six o'clock you're binging your whole freaking um fridge so let's put some snacks it's just being intentional as well about what you're doing and that's how you sustain it right doing things you love but you know are going to be uncomfortable and, and having to be okay with learning to love the discomfort and having to learn how to push through the discomfort right that's how we've been doing this for seven years like outside of like being pts like that's what we do. And I've had clients with me for almost three years since I started coaching. That's what they do. It's what I see that they end up loving their life because they have the ability to go out with the girls at, after three years and know that they can take a few drinks. Scale's going to go up. It's not going to affect them. And they're right back to who they are. Right back to weightlifting. They feel like shit, but it doesn't matter because they know who they are and they have solidified who they are. And that's why I think in the first year, it's the most important that you solidify who you are, what your habits are, and really hone in on these things. So with that said, you guys, I hope you liked the episode. I hope you loved it. I hope you got some joy out of it. And maybe you can share it with a friend of like, this was really good. Like they hit really important points that like we need to change our behaviors. We need to change our identity. And it starts with small things, right? What can you add to change? What can you add to make your life better? What can you add to be happier, um, to feel more fit or healthy? So don't think of what can I take away. Always think of what you can add because the more you can add to your life, the better you're going to overall feel. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a root, a shout out on Instagram and get up and do today.